Well, that's true. I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. I went to Chugach Elementary School, Central Junior High School, and West High School. <laughs> Our uh, rivals were East High School. And uh, back in those days, back in those days, when you reached the age of 16, that minute, that second, you got your license and you started hanging out with your friends. And one of the things we liked to do was go skiing. And also in those days, the only ski area we had was Arctic Valley. And uh, that, was a, that was a great place to ski, but the, the trouble with Arctic Valley is at the uh, bottom of the road, you had to get out, take the chains out of the trunk, put the chains on the back wheels, and drive up. And when you got up to Arctic Valley, they had this long tow rope, and you had this belt on with a carabiner and a hook. You had to hook it on, <laughs> lean back, and ride up to the top, ski down, and do the whole thing over again. But then, like a miracle, in 1962, I would believe, Alieska Ski Resort opened, and it was fantastic. You could drive down to Alieska on the old road. Uh, you didn't have to put chains on, and they had this magical stuff called chairlifts that took you up to the top of the mountain, and you could ski up and down. And one uh, late one March, <clears throat> some friends of mine and I went down to Alieska to go skiing. I was with uh, Jack Sedwick uh, and a few other friends, and we had a great day of skiing. And on the way back, we uh, exited Alieska. We're about two miles uh, north of the turnoff to Alieska. We saw a bunch of our friends who, one of them had a 57 Chevy and had a flat tire and he was on the side of the road. So like good teenagers, we pulled over, got out of the car, started talking to him. And all of a sudden, one of them started yelling, stop bouncing my car, stop bouncing my car. And this 57 Chevy was bouncing all over the highway. And that was the start of the great 1964 earthquake for us. We had no idea what the heck was going on. And you don't think of a road or the ground as being elastic, but the road was just rolling in waves. And this went on and on and on. It lasted, for I think, for four and a half minutes. And I think at 9.2 on the Richter scale later, it was recorded as the second largest earthquake in North and South America, or perhaps uh, ever. But the first thought was, oh my God, this is the middle of the Cold War, that the Russians had finally dropped an H-bomb on Anchorage and were <laughs> looking around for this hydrogen cloud. We didn't see that. And then as the earthquake went on and on and on, you could hardly stand up. We thought, oh my God, is this the end of the world or what? Trees are whipping around, the road's cracking, uh, rocks are falling. Finally, it all came to an end. And so being good teenagers, we kind of looked at each other and said, what do we do now? Everybody except Jack Sedwick and I said, well, let's go back to Alieska <laughs> and, and party. <laughs> and, and, and Jack and I, being the bright guys we were, said, no, we're going to walk back to Anchorage without giving it much thought. Uh, the earthquake was like at 5.24 p.m. or something like that. So we started walking back to Anchorage, you know, two teenagers. We come around the, the corner where Bird Flats are, and here's six big avalanches that had come down off the mountain, crossed the tracks, taken the railroad tracks and just turned it into spaghetti and taken it right out into the inlet. 
So we're walking up over these avalanches, and there's a car in between, and this guy's down on the ground going, oh, thank you, Lord. And these aftershocks kept shaking, and I said to Jack, I said, you know, God, we could die here if another avalanche comes. <laughs> and Jack says, Bill, think about it. Look up there. He said, the snow's all gone. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's good. So, <laughs> so, anyway, so we kept walking. We got around the curve, and here comes a car. It must have been going 80 miles an hour, just roaring by. I said, well, that's a good sign. So we stop and try to wave them down, and the car just shoots by us. And so in a few minutes later, he comes putt-putting back because he was blocked by the avalanches. And it turns out it was this old guy from uh, Kenai. He was trying to get back to Kenai. And so he rolls down his window and said, we need to go back to Anchorage. And he said, kids, there's no more Anchorage. It's destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time we thought, oh, my God, because I was anxious to get back to tell my folks what a great adventure we just had not really thinking about it. And this old guy had been sitting on the bar, at D&D bar on the bar stool, and that's at 4th and C Street, and that's where the, the street dropped a half a block. This guy is thrown down, the bar falls on top of him. He gets out, climbs up the hill, looks around, everything looks like devastation, jumps in his car, and takes off. So. Uh, Jesus, we're, we're in trouble now. Now we better get back to see if anybody is alive. So we finally get to Indian, find a convoy of cars, and they inch their way back to Anchorage. We get back to Turnigan, where Jack lives. And uh, the police are going through the neighborhood saying, a tsunami is coming, a tsunami is coming, evacuate. And Jack's dad, who's a pretty smart guy, said, we're not going anywhere. He said, but we're 80 miles from the uh, start of the ocean. It'll be eight inches by the time we get here. So I wander home, and I'm thinking, I, I walked by West High School, and it was all a wreck, and I thought, great, I'm going to party for a week or 10 days with my friends. <laughs> Not too bad, you know. No sewage, no water, but who cares when you're a teenager? And <laughs> so the next morning, I'm trying to sleep in, and my mother comes in my room, and roused me out and said, I just heard on the radio, the railroad wants uh, <clears throat> any able-bodied worker to come down and sign up. I said, I don't know, Mom, that's uh, hard work. He was like, he was like, get down to the railroad and sign up. So I said, okay. So they assigned me to a section gang uh, starting at Potter Marsh, and we went south from there, and it was the hardest work I've ever done in my life. And I remember about a week later, I'm leaning on the uh, iron bar we used to straighten the track <clears throat> and looking out over the uh, old railroad ties that had been all wrecked. You know, and I had two thoughts, and one of them was, God, I hope school starts again. And <laughs> I'm so tired. And the, and the second thought I had is, fingers crossed, I hope we don't have a big earthquake like this for another at least 53 years. Thank you. <laughs>